Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Feeling a little under the weather today, but I do want to talk about that Lakers-Warriors preseason game at Chase Center. And the Warriors lost. Who cares? (laughs) But for me... The bottom line is I came out of watching that game feeling good, feeling good, you know, sloppy. The Warriors, you know, had some mistakes here and there, whatever, all that jazz. But the most important thing is that Jordan Poole looked like himself out there. Going back to last week when Aramon Toronto and I talked about Draymond hitting Jordan Poole. This is before the video came out. I had said, and we agreed that the most important thing was how Jordan Poole was going to react because we've never seen him deal with something like this. Is he going to get all up in his feelings? Is he going to be resentful? Is he going to just kind of like, you know, hole up or whatever? I mean, a totally different person, but just think back to Patrick McCaw hurting his back and whatever. And, you know, there was some weird fissure with the Warriors organization at that point. Again, totally different, but I'm just saying we don't know what Jordan Poole would do in that kind of situation where (laughs) Draymond Green punches him in the face, right? Like you assume that he just bounces right back, but you know, you're never really too sure. And then when the video came out, it was like, ah, you know, just adding insult to injury in the sense that for Jordan Poole, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's humiliating to get punched and then get crumpled to the ground, even if all the excuses of Draymond being older, bigger, stronger are there. You just don't want that. Like that's that exists in the world now. You know, you don't want like your kids someday are going to see if Jordan Poole ever does have kids, is they're going to see like him getting clocked by Draymond. So that added to this whole question mark of how is Poole going to look? He didn't make a statement before the game. He didn't make a statement after the game. He didn't talk to the press. And we know how the organization feels because they talked, they had the press conference before the video came out. And then Draymond spoke on Saturday after the video came out, but we didn't know about Poole. Like that was the big question mark for me. You know, uh, I had said that wow, this probably makes it even more likely, even though it was maybe not so much a given, but, you know, the the Warriors brass, they were trying, they've been trying to sign Poole before the October 17th extension deadline for him. And I think that's almost like a, a foregone conclusion at this point. 
So seeing that Jordan Poole was just Jordan Poole out there, that it was just like water off a duck's back. Again, we don't know how he personally feels, but the fact that it wasn't affecting him on the court at all uh, is is a plus. Like basically, he's good. You know, I'm not saying that there isn't anything lingering, whatnot, or that he and Draymond need to kind of sit down and hash it out. Like that's that's something between them and and everybody as as teammates. But like that's the most important thing. And at least you know, with Draymond taking some time away from the team, the team can function relatively <laughs> normally, right? There isn't like this this big like elephant in the room where it's like. Yo, what's going on? So I think that's good for the Warriors. I think it's a good move for Draymond not to be there. I don't know whose call it was. Draymond made it seem like, you know, he was willingly doing it. I'm pretty sure they all agreed that it was a good idea. Poole is critical to this team. I've said it for a long time. And his value moving forward for Clay, Steph, just organization because he's young. He can play both those guard positions. He has games very, very similar to theirs. And he's young. He has that flair. I mean, find somebody else like that in the league who you can just plug in. And when Steph sits, you know, Poole takes over. Or when Clay needs some rest for a couple games, Poole comes in. So I think that's critical to their success. Draymond, of course, is huge. We've talked about before how when he was out last season, they were just listless, right? The Warriors, they were floating. They didn't have any fire. But now it gives them a chance to to try it out, to be honest, right? Who knows how long he's going to be away from the team for? Does he come back in a week? Does he come back for opening night or whatever? Or does he come back after that? Is there going to be a suspension? The Warriors haven't said what they are going to do about this whole situation. Before, of course, they were saying, probably no suspension and that Draymond was going to just, you know, probably be fined or something. And then the video comes out. And I mean, that was the whole point on (laughs) before the video came out. I had said, I'm glad there's no video because then all of a sudden it just takes on a life of its own and everyone has an opinion. And I don't think it's worth my time or your time to get into all those opinions because there's people saying it's no big deal because this happens in practice all the time. Some people just see it and have like a visceral response to the punch because it's just so full of malice and so brutal and seemingly out of nowhere. Some people say Jordan Poole pushed him, so you better be prepared for retaliation, you know, to get run back from that, right? But I don't really agree with that because it was just like push him, pushing him to get Draymond out of his face, but you know, that's where like all the chatter, it just becomes noise, noise, noise. And I applaud Poole, at least so far, for not having it affect him as a professional. You know, apparently he just keeps practicing. After he got punched, he got up and finished his practice sessions. And in the game against the Lakers, he looked really, really good, especially in that third quarter. I mean, talking about basketball, just Having him and Wiseman, I mean, that kind of pick and roll combo, just that, you know, having those two guys on the court, it's something that Warriors fans, we've all thought about and talked about for a long time. And we've all wanted just to see what those guys can do on the second unit and really, really just like see these young guys develop. Hopefully, I mean, you know, with Wiseman, man, like hopefully he makes some kind of like steady leap. Of course, the leap 
that I want to see from him is just seeing him healthy, like we all want, seeing him get out on the court. I mean, I'll be honest, like I just love the fact that when I see the bench, that he's sitting there in uniform on the like the bench. He's not sitting like in a in a hoodie in the back in the second row or third row of the Warriors bench area. So I think they can only improve. And honestly, if Wiseman can stay healthy and then make just even kind of a mini leap, just in terms of dependability, plain and simple, just that's that's huge, right? I don't think, I mean, some people have started talking about it, but we know <laughs> that if James Wiseman is able to play consistent minutes and stick his role, that that just adds a completely different dimension to this team. He still needs to rebound a little bit better and really tighten that grip on the ball, but I think that comes with with playing. But cool that he played 23 minutes, scored 25 points, 10 for 19, only three for nine from the field, but you know, two for two from the line, six assists, four boards, two steals, one block, only one foul, no turnovers. That's a solid, solid line. Granted, preseason, but you know, it's not easy to do that no matter what. And it just shows that like he's, you know, he's able to focus on his game and Kerr called him physically and mentally tough. And, you know, I have no reason to refute that at this point. James Wiseman, 18 minutes, five for seven, only three for eight from the free throw line, six boards, 13 points. Not a bad line, but, you know, I just like seeing him active out there and keep trying to improve. And just like Jonathan Kaminga, man, like he is going to get fouled a lot. So he has a good stroke, but he just needs to perfect it. There's a part of me that's like, man, you shouldn't be missing any free throws. You've been out for a year and a half. Like maybe one of the only things you can do is probably shoot free throws, you know? But again, just part of it, getting back into the rhythm of a game and everything. And it was good to see a matchup with AD. It's good to see his size versus AD's size. And, you know, he battled. AD is actually looking pretty good. I mean, as long as he's healthy, he's still one of the better players in the league. Uh, it's just a question of whether or not he's healthy. He's worked on his three-point stroke and he's gotten into shape a little bit. So we'll see how long that lasts for Anthony Davis. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, he got the power forward start in place of Draymond Green. And I think it's a huge opportunity for him. Obviously, he's not fully ready for that yet. But, you know, there's things that he can learn, he can work on. You know, we've talked about like where Jonathan Kaminga fits in the rotation. And it could be you know, more playing in Draymond's spot, not so much playing for Wiggins. He could, you know, take some minutes from Draymond. Draymond, he could, you know, he was he sat for so long last year. What if he gets hurt? You know, pick up some Kaminga minutes there. Uh, what if he needs some rest days? So, you know, the thing about Kaminga is obviously he doesn't have the the feel for the game that Draymond has. Not many people do, especially at that size. But he's he's learning, you know, Kaminga, 26 minutes, three for six, six for six from the free throw line, eight boards. That's a huge thing because they always need him to rebound. Two assists, four turnovers, but we know that he's a little bit loosey-goosey with the ball, and he uh, finished with 12 points. So I think in the preseason, you know, get him as many minutes as possible. You know, I've talked about him being point forward from the three, but hey, point forward from the four get him some reps there, you know, throw him in there and let him make those mistakes and get him some confidence to play in that position. 
The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. I think I'm going to have to put my money on Jimmy G and the Niners. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I could go into every player. Steph looked good, <laughs> 25 minutes, 9 for 18. He looks like he's just a, a grown man <laughs> playing amongst kids in terms of just his level of skill and how he can get to any spot on the court that he wants. So, you know, just keep him nice and healthy. You know, I always talk about health. And if you watch the second Warriors game in Japan against the Wizards, you saw Corey Kispert get hurt. That dude is out four to six weeks now with a twisted ankle. So, you know, you want to be sure that everybody is healthy, especially if Draymond is not going to come back for a while. I have no idea. In terms of Draymond's apology, it's it's complicated, you know? Like I said, it was disappointing that he punched Jordan Poole that badly, that hard, like with so much intent and so much venom behind it. Uh, and he said that he was going through something, but like, but still, man, it's like, yo, you are 33 going on 34, I think. You know, you're you're a grown man, you know, and I get I get it. I get this is who you are to some extent, not necessarily the violence, but like the the fire, the attitude. But, you know, it's just something where like, you know, people talk about this. You know, Aram in Toronto asked me about this, like, when is enough enough? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what the season's going to be like. We're still in the preseason. We have a bunch of preseason games left. We don't know what the drama is that's going to unfold. We don't know if there is going to be more drama. In theory, if this video had never gotten out, there would just be some probably some tension and they would hash it out. Draymond would maybe take a leave from the team. I don't know. But right now, you're getting a lot of chatter from outside. So like the Warriors as an organization, they have to deal with that fallout, right? Not just like the internal, what they think is right because they've been there. They've seen stuff like this happen, maybe not to this extent, but just like arguments and 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 fights in practices and whatnot. But then you have to get that litigated in the outside world, in just the general NBA Twitter and beyond NBA Twitter, uh, folks who are kind of like casual fans or just like maybe slightly basketball fans. And then they see it and then they have their own judgment. I'm not exactly sure where this goes now. You know, uh, Draymond's apology was, you know, when I read some quotes, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. But, you know, he had some defiance and, and I get that to some extent, but like there were people who were questioning the sincerity of it. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to say, oh, I think it was sincere or insincere. All I'm talking about is this Warriors team on the court and how this is going to affect them for now. Will Draymond be on the team at the end of the season? Will he be on the team next season? I have no idea. If he plays lights out and if he is on his best behavior, then sure, you know, sign him, you know? Um, but if he is out forever, if he creates weird distance between him and the team, or if there's just more extracurriculars and stuff, then, you know, maybe you move on.
right? And that's why I think it's so important for the young guys to take their opportunities and step up. You can't replace Draymond's fire on this team. There's no one right now who can do that. And I don't think they win the title without Draymond Green. You know, that's just the fact of the matter. So I'm hoping everything comes back together nice and nice and smoothly. You know, everyone is satisfied and you just move on and you try to try to repeat. Right. My friend Aram in Toronto said, well, if you, if they repeat, then you almost want to see them back next season so that they can try to three-peat. But that is putting the cart in front of the horse, right? <laughs> That's all I got for now. I'm glad to just be talking for the most part. I know I haven't talked just basketball, but that the focus has been about basketball, at least to me, what I've read and what I've watched over the past 24 hours or so, just, just moving on. And I'm glad there's a a game against the Blazers, a preseason game on Tuesday. So we can just keep watching because that's why we do this. We don't do this. <laughs> we don't follow teams for leaked videos of this, that, and the other. That's just not, at least for me, that's not very interesting. And what I want to keep talking about is, you know, how this Warriors team is progressing towards the regular season, how Patrick Baldwin Jr. keeps looking legit. Two for four from three, two for four overall, you know, got beat a couple times on defense, but I don't think it's necessarily purely because of slow foot speed or lack of athleticism. I think it's just, you know, he's not used to some of these NBA players being so quick and having those kinds of moves, right? I think that Patrick Baldwin Jr. will learn, you know, because a lot of it is about technique, right? When you're not like the most athletic quick twitch guy on the court, but he definitely, definitely has a spot on this team. I don't know. I don't expect him really to play during the regular season, but who knows? Maybe he impresses and he's the end of the bench guy that you throw in at garbage time, you know, give him like a few minutes at the end of the first half just to see what he can do. You, you know, Kerr likes to do that, you know, throw the rookies, young guys into real minutes just to see, do they sink or swim? How do they deal with the adversity? Can they succeed? And how far along are they? So I can see that. Ryan Rollins didn't play. I mean, he definitely is just more of someone that needs some G League time at this point. I'm sure we'll see more of him in the preseason. But yeah, I've talked before, like he can get past guys, but he can't finish. And so he needs to just develop his overall game, figure out if he's going to be a point guard in the NBA for this Warriors team. Um, in the meantime, you know, the backup point guards, you know, I guess it's Jordan Poole. Of course, the Warriors, they have a lot of guys who can initiate on offense, right? It's not necessarily like a traditional point guard, but in terms of ball handlers, and we'll see if any of these other guys stick, like Ty Jerome. I don't know much about that dude's game. Uh, Didn't really impress me too much in this one, but uh, he's tall, you know, he's tall. But all right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it.
music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. <laughs>